Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, man, it's going to be... Oh, my God, I'm excited. Guys, good morning, America. Welcome back to your favorite podcast on earth let's talk life and business that's right we get straight to the point guys today is going to be a very special episode where we really go down into getting to know who your hosts are uh we feel like we owe that to you so today we're gonna just narrow down so individually over the next few episodes we're gonna uh really let you guys get to know us uh who we are so you know we got nick on the line here what's going on nick what up what up everybody what's going down Great week, great time. It's been a beautiful morning. I got some new socks that I'm checking out, man. I'm feeling fly, so let's roll. Oh, Nick, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, so we also have Chaz on the line. What's going on, Chaz? Oh, you already know, bro. I'm over here in Dusty Abilene. It's actually just extremely beautiful this morning. And man, I'm fired up. I'm actually really excited about this episode. So the, yeah, this is whoa, man. Like I'm just I'm so pumped up about this episode because again, guys, like I said, you're gonna get to really get to know us over the next few episodes. So this episode is gonna be we're gonna we're, let's just go ahead and title this episode Charles Hewitt. Good old Charles oh. Hewitt. <laughs> the Chazzle Dazzle. The Chazzle Dazzle. So guys, how we're gonna do this? We're gonna pretty much interview each other on this uh on these next few episodes it's going to be today's episode is going to be nick and i pretty much interviewing Chaz, really getting to know him and you know asking him some of the questions that you guys have managed to ask us uh you know on our social media and really wanting to know more about Chaz. which you know one thing that i love about Chaz is that he is such a great storyteller so i am very thrilled and excited to hear a little bit more about on those stories of of uh who really charles hewitt is who he is you know who he, how he grew up and how he got to where he's at right now so How's it going how'd out there, Chaz? How'd you get that sex appeal? That's what I wanted. <laughs> hey, it was a blessing, bro. It was a blessing. It was yeah. a blessing. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Sure. So, so Chaz, you know, I, you know, I would say the best thing for us to start this one, um, you know, is really let, let's just start from, you know, hey, what are where were those beginnings in in Charles Hewitt's life? So, my question to you is, you know. Tell us a little bit more about, you know, where you grew up at, where were you born? How was that upbringing? And 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 I really want to want to close down like, you know, hey, you know, how was it gr- growing up, let's say till age 10? Because I know that's probably a pretty important age that kind of makes up who you are in, in those important 10 years because you know, it, it's a combination of uh, who you're surrounding yourself with, you know, who's teaching you and and, uh, you know, your parents and, and, and everything that's happening in your life so fast. Yeah, yeah. You know, one thing that I'll, I'll say, man, I'm really, um, really excited about this. I'm going to be straightforward, too. Also nervous, you know, um, it's because it's diving in deep and it's really going to come from my perspective. And, you know, we all have different perspectives. Our family has different perspectives of how we grew up. But if. I mean, I'm going to give you my perspective, all right? Are y'all cool with that? Oh, absolutely. Hello, we're, we're, and guys guys that are listening in, thank you so much. Hey, again, we're doing this on the fly. We are doing this on the fly. So you're getting the, the true, the honest, the real answers on the spot on who really uh, who we are. Uh, and today you're going to get Chaz. Hell yeah. So 
I was born in a small town in Texas, right? It's called Sherman, Texas. Have you heard of it? Never. 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 Okay. I was born in Sherman, Texas. It's about an hour north of Dallas, right on the border of Texas and Oklahoma. I was born to my mother, great mother. Her name is uh, Kimberly. And a father, and my, my father, his name is David. David Hewitt. <clears throat> and he's actually listened to some of this podcast before, which I think is great. But, um, <laughs> oh, man. So here, I'll just jump into it. So I was born to Kimberly and David in Sherman, Texas, in uh, July 3rd of 1992. So just a wee little baby. Uh, just a wee baby, yeah. I, I'll be 30 this July. So um, I, w- I was born in uh, Sherman. My mother has always been a good mother. And uh, my father, on the other hand, you know, he only made it around until I was about three years old. Um he made it until I was about three. And if you really want to know the truth of it, he wasn't the best, the best of, uh, from the entire family that told me he wasn't a good man. Um, he was abusive. He, he hurt my mother. Um, I don't know about me. I was, you know, coming up on three years old, but he, he ended up going to prison when I was three. And, you know, my mom remarried and what's, I, you know what? Actually, what I'll tell you is this. I, I, I will tell you this. So I did have somebody that that really helped me out growing up, and that would be – her name was Hortensia. Um, she was a, a Spanish lady, and she – you know, a Mexican lady, whatever you want to call her, and she didn't speak any English at all. And she actually looked out for me um, – while, while I was pretty much, while my mom, you know, was dealing with my father and my father went off to prison, um, Hortensia looked out for me and my little brother as we grew up and took care of us. I mean, really took care of us, um, taught us Spanish, <laughs> uh, taught us a little bit of Espanol. And, you know, I don't know, man, it's just, man, this is a, gosh, I don't even know how to, to even begin with this really, guys. Like so, so Chaz, just kind of you know, talk to us a little bit about maybe a story that uh, you know maybe happened, you know, even when you were you know growing up, and you know, I know Dad was absent, and uh, you know, Mom was there, but she was always working, and then you know, you grow with Hortensia. Uh, is it you, you know, tell us about your siblings, you know, maybe some stories, and, and how was it, you know, did you grow up in the country and? You know, how was that? Maybe some lessons you learned from growing up in the country. Yeah. So me and my little brother, uh, my mom, I will say she did remarry right after my dad went to prison. She remarried this guy. His name was Eric Malone. Um, Super awesome guy. Um, Still friends with him on Facebook. Haven't talked to him in a few years, but super uh, influential guy. And I grew up with, you know, him, uh, my mom, and me and my little brother is 18 months younger than me. His name is Caleb. He lives over there in San Antonio. And then Eric, my stepdad at the time, had a uh, kid as well that was two months younger than me. So the same age as me. Her name was Caitlin. And, you know, we were only together from the time I was three until I was about seven before we moved off to the Metroplex. We were out there in the country. And my... <laughs> 
my sister and I were, were best friends. You know what I mean? Like we became just best friends immediately. You know, we're kids, we're young. And I don't know. I think one thing that really just kind of brings back memories is all the times that me, Caitlin and my brother just got into shit that we shouldn't have gotten into. You know, we were out there in the country uh, my grandpa, uh, not my grandfather, but uh, Eric, like he would sit there and he tried to be present most of the time, but me and uh, here, I'll just, I'll just say this story right here. And it's really just a, a standard story that, that most people have. But I remember she, Caitlin was basically brushing my brother's hair and was talking to Caleb and is like, Hey, we're going to make you look good. We're going to cut your hair, all this different stuff. Well, by the end of the story, I mean, Caitlin cut all of Caleb's hair off, cut her hair off, and then my hair off all at the same time. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all and look then, real good then, huh? <laughs> no, we look terrible. And what's even worse about it is, guess what? We had a family photo the next day. I'm, I'm going to have to send y'all the photo. But we had a family photo the next day. And after Caitlin cut my hair, I went and took a curling iron and I was like, here, I'm going to curl my hair, even though she had shaved it off already. Right. And I put the curling iron directly to my forehead and burned my forehead. <laughs> and so in the family photo, I have a burn on my forehead. <laughs> That's so funny, man. <laughs> nice. No, it was so stupid, honestly. But I would say this, you know, like we moved off to uh, the Metroplex when I was about seven. Um, my mom, she kind of left Eric and uh, that's when shit really got real. You know, that's, I mean, that's how were when you things, uh, at that age, you know, when that happened, uh, Chaz, when we moved to Fort Worth. Yeah. I mean, you know, when, when, you know, that, I mean, that must've been a hard, uh, you know, deal for you. Cause I mean, you were kind of, you're, you're already good with, with your, uh, you know, stepsister and, you know, thought everything was smooth, I'm assuming, right? And here's a yeah. big change. So how were you yeah. then? To be honest, man, I was kind of torn up by it. Um, it was very random. My, um, my mom met this gentleman. Um, uh, his name was Andrew, Andrew Pizzano. And... So he, he actually sold cars in, uh, the Metroplex. He sold cars in, uh, actually in like Grand Prairie Irving area. And so I remember my mom coming in to the, the bedroom and telling us, Hey, we're pretty much leaving. Like we're going. And it was on the, it was, and who knows, like from me and my perspective at seven years old, we took off, we took off at seven years old and moved straight up to Lake Worth in uh, the Metro. And, and it really, to me, it was hard. Well, it was just a bigger city, right? I mean, big change, more people, not something, not definitely something that you were kind of used to. No, I definitely wasn't used to it. Um, we, we pretty much took off and went straight into the Metroplex. And uh, there was a lot of people, a lot of people, um, a new school, uh, I wasn't really good with language either. Um, 
I know they helped me a lot when it came to uh, going to kindergarten in Sherman because Hortensia part raised me too. She helped me out. And so I kind of spoke English and Spanish. And so I had to take uh, language classes. <laughs> yeah. Because I spoke two different languages at the time. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about, Chaz. I know it's weird. It's a It's a really strange story. And even my mom was like, dude, this is just so weird. You know, you got this little white kid running around the uh, house yelling, no Mimi. Like, <laughs> and it's better, than, it's better than all the kids I do. They would say no mommy. So it's a little bit better. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Chaz. Uh, you're digging into a little, you're digging into that, but I'm going to, I'm going to dive in real hard, bro. Uh, okay, I'm going gonna, gonna to ask you, I'm going to ask you the questions that are going to hurt down to the soul. I want to hear what your heart has to say, what your mind has to say. I want to know what Chaz is, who Chaz is, and what Chaz is all about. Okay. All right. So talk to me. What was that one situation? You told the stories. You gave us a little bit of feedback. And, and, and you, you gave us a little dessert. I'm going to say that. You, you gave us a little cupcake with the candy on top. Dive in deep. What was that changing factor that flipped the switch for you to become the Chaz that we know today? What was that determining factor? What caused that? And what led up to that case that, gave that, that created the Chaz that's talking right now? Okay. Great question, bro. Uh, Nick, you're pulling on my heartstrings right now, though. Uh, your, heart, your, heart, your heart nuggets are all mine, baby. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, you know, what made me what I am today? I'm going to tell you, it was, it, was, um, it was hell. It was experiences that I never would have even assumed would happen when I was growing up as a kid. As a kid, you grow up and you believe in all these things that are just going to be great. Everything's going to be great. And what made me who I am today was all of the bad experiences and hitting rock bottom. Um, if you really want me to go into, I mean, do you, hey, Nick, do you really want me to go into this? Like, this is serious, bro. Dive deep, come out hot. Hey, no, we, I mean, let's go, man. Let's go. Let's go. Hear this. You want me to, you really want me to say this? Like, so I hit rock bottom, right? Um, you know, I got married young. Uh, me and my wife moved in with each other at 17. At 18, she was pregnant. Um, she got all her stuff together right then. I did not. I continued to do what I was doing. You know, not to say that my kids didn't change my life because they're the most essential part of my life now. But at 18 years old, you don't know. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know who you're going to be, what you're going to do, what you're going to accomplish. So I continued to live this, this life where I just was self-destructive. Um, and that's a, that's a different battle in itself, honestly. I was very self-destructive. I self-medicated with everything that I could get my hands on. Um, and, you know, at first it was very subtle. It was just a little bit here, a little bit there. Um, maybe just, you know, a little partying, partying on the weekend. Um, but it ended up becoming an everyday thing. Um, and now, Chaz, uh, you know, hey, I, so like, how do you get to this point, man? That's my, you know, how, like what, you know, what is maybe one, two, or like even three things that you can kind of see that correlate in, in, you know, 
you know, here's Chaz doing all this, all these things that, you know, you know, at the time, you know, you might have not known any better, but at the end, you know, at the end of the day, they were not good. It was hurting you. It was hurting your family. Uh, it was just hurting a lot of things at once. But, you know, w- why, though? Like, why the, Why was Chaz, uh, you know, what was the reasoning in you? You know, just kind of go back to your brain, kind of like 18-year-old Chaz, you know. You know, was there a reasoning on it? You know, were you trying to get back at, at, into something in life? Or, like, were you trying to, you know, what what was it? What is it, man? What, what I... You're talking about back when I was 18, yeah, what yeah. what brought me through yeah. all the hell that I went through? Yeah, I mean, you know, why would you put yourself in a situation like that? You know, what, what were the driving factors to it? You know, I don't want to make excuses, um, but it all kind of, it, it all came down to my mindset. I, w- I was completely psycho, you know, I really thought I was just, um, I wasn't confident. I... I thought negatively about myself. You know, I prayed that I was born into a different family, um, that I had better mentors. I mean, it really came down to my mindset. And so I really didn't care if I lived or died, honestly. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't wow. care. I, I didn't care if, and I, there was so much beauty in the world at the time too. And I still did not care. Uh, it, it really came down to my mindset. It was the choice that I was making. It came down to perspective. My perspective was trash. I didn't have a good perspective on life. And so I hurt myself in the process because I didn't, my perspective was, was wrong. If that makes sense. Um, I don't know, Nick, do you under, uh, can you feel on this? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I got this 100%, which created where mental boundaries and, and, uh, insufficiencies within yourself that you couldn't explain outside of it has to be something else. It has to be someone else's fault. It has to be something else. It's not you um, that, that has total control of it. So you were seeking out through medication and through other individuals and, and you couldn't find happiness in everything because you're so disgusted with the, with the blinders that you had over yourself, over your life and what you created and you couldn't find happiness with anything else that wasn't getting you high at the time. That wasn't giving you the self-satisfaction at the time. That wasn't giving you true uh, personal uh, gratification uh, and immediate gratification at the time because there was so much disgust with something that goes back way further. That was going to lead up to one of my next questions was, what was that mental boundary? uh, And does that mental boundary still exist? But what was that mental boundary that you couldn't break that finally snapped? Like, there there was a point and you say hell and I, and I see that as, you know, one thing that I live by on a daily basis is I one day looked, I I looked in the mirror and saw hell because hell was the man that I was looking at, looking back at the man that I could be uh, and realizing that I was not he. Right. So that was hell to me at that point. That that was that mental switch. That was that mental boundary that I had to uh, break through, overcome and surpass. To, to get into this mindset that I'm in now, this mentality that I have now, which is, you know, crush everything around me and win, um, but pull with me. So I guess going back into that is, is if you look back at it, Chaz, and you kind of dive in deeper as you're, as you're talking a little bit about that deep story. And, and I told you I was going to come for the heart nuggets, bro, but yeah, what, I'm was ready. That, what, what was that mental boundary that, that you were holding on to? Was it because 
and you can, and it's okay if you say it because you're obviously not there any longer. But was it because your father left, or or was it because your mother? This is going to be hard, and this is something I've dealt with. But is it because your mother wasn't bold enough to be all that she could be? So you saw that as a way of living. Like what? What was that mental boundary that caused the ripple effect into the lifestyle that you chose before you're able to break it? Can you dive that deep? Or have you recognized that yet? I think I'm still recognizing it. I would say for me personally, it was definitely my, I think it started with the father, but it was like a snowball effect, you know? Um, it started with the father and then the stepdad and then the stepdad after that. You know, it was a collective of just one thing after the other. And I stayed so focused that I just was focused on how, you ever heard of generational curses, bro? 100%. That's what I thought, to be honest. Like, I was cursed. I really believed that. I believed like, hey, there's no getting past this. It is what it is. This is what I was born into. We'll do with it the best that we possibly can. And it was a bad mindset. And it just kind of fed and fed and fed and fed more and more into where I just kept diving deeper and deeper and deeper into a life that wasn't suitable for me, even though I felt the drive to be better. It's like I was battling it. It's like yin and yang, you know, you have good and you have bad. You have good people that have a little bit of bad in them, and you have bad people that have a little bit of good in them. It's like both were fighting against each other my entire life. Right, right. And so through that, what, you know, obviously you're still in the, in the constant battle, and for any man to ever say that they're not in a consistent battle, in a constant battle, even rather spiritual or not, especially when it comes to spiritual, because spiritual warfare is forever. Um, you can never beat that. It is, a, it, is, it is strong. But now that you have passed that and you're, and you're becoming who you are, the Chaz you are, and, and you're overcoming this mental boundary, which was you have good and evil basically fighting for, for you, and you weren't sure which way, was to, which way was right, which way was left, which way was forward you were just stuck in this, in this pattern of it's everything else. It's not me, but you've overcome that. And I've seen that through your work and through other stuff that we, you know, that I've, I've noticed from the time that I've gotten yeah. to know you. So I'm, I'm assuming, and I'm only assuming that the reason you were able to pull out of that, or I, I, get, I guess I could say this, the only reason you are in a uh, forward motion now through that is because you have a passionate pursuit towards something. And let me ask you on that note, it's not so much what's your why, because that's a totally different kind of question, because you have your why, and then you have your passionate pursuit towards something. And if, if someone ever says money, that's BS. But that is for some people, and that's what's brought the world to where it's at today. That's where you have this globalization of the world and all these other people, because their passionate pursuit is money. They don't care who they step or what they step or, but that's not you. Chad, yeah. What is your passionate pursuit and for, and what is that? What is that? What what is that passionate pursuit that's pulling you forward out of the mental boundary that you're stuck in? Okay, so <clears throat> that pursuit kind of fights exactly what I was already fighting my entire life—a generational curse that I thought that I couldn't break out of. Now, my passion today 
is to completely destroy that because I've seen a trend. You know what I mean? I've seen a trend with my father, my grandfather, my great grandfather. You can see these trends and really just fighting that. If, if you want me to be completely honest, it took me hitting rock bottom though. It took me going into, I mean, literally a cell going into a cell and getting put on a, on a kitchen detail working as a trustee in a, in a, in a jail and going into this room, I go into this room. I remember because look, I'm, I'm actually getting real raw. Are you okay with this? That's what I asked for, babe. Give it. Give so, it. Look, so when I hit rock bottom over five years ago, I, I basically, you know, got myself into trouble, go in. There's no privacy, obviously, when you're locked up, there's none whatsoever, no privacy. Um, but I became a trustee. I was able to work in the kitchen and in this kitchen was a bathroom. And in that bathroom, um, you were pretty much like, it's, there's no lock on the door. You can't just like walk in, walk out. Um, like, like there's no lock on the door. Okay. So it's a bathroom and I go in there I'm sitting on the toilet and man, I just literally, I, I'm not a, a crying person. I don't cry. But at that moment I did, I broke down and I was like, Oh my gosh, where has, what has happened in life? How come everything is just caught up to me right now? And I'm just now realizing what has been going on for the past 25 years. And at that moment, I just kind of broke down and was like, okay, what do I want? And I felt like God was talking to me in that moment. Like God was definitely talking to me in that moment. He, he hit me. He hit my heartstrings. He literally said like, okay, I made you for something more than this. I made you to be better than the ones that came before you. So why are you sitting here? You know, it was okay to cry, but why are you sitting here crying when I have made you to be more than a conqueror? I made you to be a conqueror and to conquer life and to conquer generational curses, to conquer things that are holding you back. Why are you sitting here wallowing in it? And at that moment, I realized, okay, this is my passion. I'm going to be better than any that have come before me. I'm going to be better than my father. I'm going to be better than my grandmother, my grandfather, everybody, everybody that I've ever experienced in life. I'm going to be better than them and not in a conceited or a overly confident way. It's just like, for me, I'm going to do it better for me because I have something to prove. Because I know that God put the strength in me to do it. There it is, baby. There it is. You can feel the fire coming out. These are the stories we want to hear. This is what we. This is the chasm dazzle that's that's taking over the street. That's taking over the podcast world right now. People are asking all about who is this guy, sex appeal man, chasm dazzle. Chasm. I got. I'm, Brian. I don't know if you want to get ask for, but I got. I got two more. I really want to bring to the table. But if you got, if you want to jump in. Go ahead. Uh, if not, I'm ready to rock with these two I got. Hey, I'm going to let you loose, Nick. But, hey, uh, <laughs> this is, man, this is great. Uh, I love where, where, you know, where we're getting to. We're getting to the nitty-gritty, you know. We're getting to, right. you know, who really Char uh, Charles is. You know, what are those obstacles that he's managed to overcome? And, and you know, I, you know, the, the the fact that you share the story is just it's so it's so. It's so awesome because it's just Chaz there by himself, 
really like doing a self check and like, damn, what the hell have I done for the last 25 years? Need to do a whole 360, <laughs> need to, you know, change my life. So, and Chaz, how old are you now? I'll be 30 in July, You'll be 30, bro. 30, you know, and, and, and July, July 3rd. That's, <laughs> there you go, but right for Fourth of July, and that's the great I thing about it. that's the great, good good thing. Uh, that's the good thing about life, guys, is because it gives you you can mess up so many times, and and and, and you know what? Guess what? If you wake up that next morning, you got that tomorrow. You know, you got that day, and it just it's just a new beginning, a new a new chance to 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 be a better or even a different you. Than what you were yesterday, and I think Chaz, you managed to do that, sir, over the last five years. So, uh, kudos on you. But Nick, I'm gonna let you loose if you got some. <laughs> all right, all right, Chaz, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep tugging on the streets. I want to know all about you, man. I want to know who you are, what you're all about, and I want the world to see who this guy Chaz Bazel is. That it just continues to just wreck shop when it comes to me and <laughs> and my growth pattern, and, and has truly significantly helped uh, lead me into a, a better directions. And so on that note, and you answered a lot of questions already. You already answered kind of what your, what your why is uh, with the degree of what your passionate pursuit, which was, which also kind of shared with me what the significance of that was. And the significance is you don't want, you want to, and I, I live my life this way too. It, it has to do with a lot of the tattoos that I have as well too. I live my life to destroy everything that's ahead of us so that my family generation above before me and generations after me will never face what I have to face because I will leave them in such a great place um, because I've fought every single curse that this family has ever gone. I've taken that on myself. It's my mission in life to destroy that. And I may not have the success that the rest of my family will or that anybody else will. And I may work harder than anybody else, but yes, I guarantee this every generation past me and after me will never have to go through any of this again. And I hear that in your voice and that I, I freaking love it, man. But yeah. I want to ask you this through that passion, through that significance, through that pursuit, through that why I'm going to ask you a question. And it's, it's, it's an odd question. So think about it for a second. Are you trying to bring people to the party or are you trying to lead them to the table? It's a deep one. Do we want to bring them to the Chazzle Dazzle party or do you want to bring them to the table that you sit at and share what you've been through so that they can feast at a better level? And let me dive deeper with that. Yeah, do you, I, I actually have the answer. Get it. Yeah, they're not coming to my party, bro. I don't care about my party, you know? I want them to Fuck, feast yeah. at the, I want them to feast at the table the same table, bro. I want them, and I have three beautiful kids literally right here. I mean, not listening, but <laughs> right here in my house. Right, right. I want them to feast at the same table as me. I want them to not go through what I have been through, and it has nothing to do with just them because they are important, and I am the leader of my household, but at the same time, if I can bring that to somebody else, if I can bring that to the guy at Walmart, I mean, if I can bring that just by leading from every person that I encounter, even if it was just a small encounter, and they still end up getting just a little bit, you know, they get that trajectory, 
where they change their life just from that little piece of an example and they feast at the same table as me, then it was worth it. I want people to, to break the curses and break the habits that I fell into, if that makes sense. For Yeah, I love bro. It. I love no. it, bro. I love it. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw two last things. I got three minutes. Uh, I want I want to just kind of fill this out, Brian. Jump in if you want. Um, but so you're a timid guy. You've been through a rough time though. So let me ask you this question. This is another deep question. I'm I'm diving in deep, Chad. So I hope you're gonna hate me. Don't don't punch me after this. I don't want to be Will Smith. Well, so, I'm, you know I'm gonna <laughs> drive down there and give you that Will Smith special. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> I'm gonna come at Chris Rock. Wow. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um. You're, you're a timid guy, and you've got the fire in you, and I know that. Let me ask you this. And it, it, it could be a quick question, and it might be, I might be way out of balance, but if I am, you could say, F you, Nick. Um, what would you do if you were a little bolder with your, uh, with your, with the significance and your passion? What if you, if you were a little bolder, if you were just 10% bolder, what would you accomplish, or where would you be now? I don't know if I fully understand what you're asking, Nick. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one. And it's, 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 if you were just, if, there's, if there was nothing holding you back, and, and I'm saying absolutely nothing holding you back, what would you, what would you be doing right now? What would I be doing right now if nothing was holding me back? Yeah, no job, no money, no nothing. You would just have full-fledged, all right, all-out all freedom to, to do whatever you needed to do or wanted to do. What was that? What would that look like? Do people exist? Are people around too? <laughs> yeah, they are. There's okay. There's a lot of different scenarios here, Nick. <laughs> I got. Okay. you. I got you. So no job, no nothing, right? No job. You didn't need any of that stuff. It was all taken care of for you. You just had. You just had you and your and your passion. Me and my passion. Oh, dude. I can there tell you right now, but there are people is what you're telling me. <laughs> Absolutely. So there's people around me. Yes, sir. Dude, I would change other people's lives. I hear that. I, hear I that. would change somebody else's life. If I walk down the street and the neighbor that I do not know, I have time. I don't have a job. And they're struggling with something. I'm going to help them. Do they need to put up a new house? Are they building something? Are they plowing the crop? Yeah, I would help. I would help whoever I ran into, bro. I would help anybody that I came across, no matter what. No matter what the cost. No matter what the cost, for free or for pay. I would help anybody that I came across. Because at the end of the day, I am trying to be a leader and... I'm not going to let what has happened in the past hold me back from being that leader for the new generation that's going to come. I love it. That's a good answer, Chaz. That's awesome. Man. <laughs> and, 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 and you know, that, that is a uh, dude, Nick, that's actually dude. That, that, that question is actually pretty damn good, dude. It was uh, really damn good. That, that is, I even, that I is, even throw back. <laughs> That's a good question, um, and I think the answer to that, um, um, Nick, you're 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 kind of fetching in for for what I like to call uh, 
uh, luxury. And, and uh, you know, you, you answered that pretty well, Chad. So luxury, you know, like he's saying, is there people, you know, is there money? You know, there's things like that. Uh, and, and, and I think what Chaz is saying, like, you know, you, you have the luxury to do whatever you want, whenever you want. And Chaz, I love what you said, man. I'm going to help people out. You know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that for them. And, and, uh, you know, uh, one thing that, that I would say, you know, that, that you knowing you Chaz, you would, you would do is you would teach people how to be in that position. However you got there, whatever, whatever, however he, Nick, position that question, you would teach people how to get to that position that, that, uh, of luxury, what I like to call. Yep, that's what I heard as well, too. You, you want to, you want to be the, the fisherman who teaches others to fish. Absolutely. Uh, and ride a, but ride alongside them. So that's, that's, that's what, I'll be honest, Brian, that's what draws me to Chaz Dazzle, uh, myself. That's, that's what, that's what makes me, uh, enjoy his presence so much is, Outside of all the crap that anybody else wants to talk out there, outside of everything else that anybody wants to say, and all that other, and any of the junk that anybody has to say um, that, that aren't that, that aren't willing to say it up close and up personal, is I don't care what they have to say about who I am, where I am, or where we're at, or, or even where Chaz is at, where he's at, where his bank account's at, or any of like that, that, or any of that stuff. The luxuries that we enjoy are sharing the shit that we had to go through to get to where we're at today so that others don't have to walk through that path. And I've said this almost three weeks in a row now. We want to share our luxury, and Brian, you got it too. That's why I think we all get along so well. The luxury that we seek is the luxury of helping others not have to walk the same path that we had to walk to, to give them that one step advantage, to give them that that 1% handicap like golfer would. You get that, that one handicap so that you can advance bigger, better, and badder than we ever did because you don't have to go through what we went. We're trying to teach you what the shit that we went through. You don't have to go through that to have a story. You don't have to create a mess to create a message. You can just have the message by having pure success. And it doesn't matter what my day account looks like. It doesn't matter what we're doing. It doesn't matter the success I had now, yesterday, or tomorrow. What matters is how we got here today to be able to speak that and how you want to take that. And if you don't take that for anything else that others worth, then you're missing the point. And Chaz brought that. Fucking love it. Chaz, it. Chaz any f- final thoughts, man? We're about to wrap it up, dude. Great stuff there, Nick. Great stuff. Hey, wrap it up. Let's go, uh, Chaz. Any final thoughts, no. man? This has been a great, uh, great episode. No, great questions, Nick. And honestly, you definitely pulled on my, uh, my heartstrings, man. Um, I'm going to be doing some more reflecting tonight, like I do every single night, but <laughs> no, honestly, man, it, it, it was really good to talk about it and really good to just kind of share like, okay, well, what are we here for? You know, what am I here for? Um, it was kind of a confirmation for myself too, being able to kind of put it out there in the world. Like, Hey, this is what I'm here for. This is why I'm passionate about what I'm doing. And I, that's what I urge everybody else to do. I mean, if you feel like you don't know what you're passionate about doing, like what makes you, you talk to the people that are in your circle. Like I got Nick, I got Brian, talk to the people that are in your circle, have them ask you these questions, have them ask you these things that really make you think and say, okay, well, who am I? What am I going to do for somebody else? And what am I also going to do for myself and my family? 
and to better benefit like this life that we live and all the people around us. I, it was dude fucking solid shit. Um, I'm ready to go. I'm good. <laughs> uh, awesome job guys uh, Nick any final thoughts man if, if I could sum up Chaz in two sentences or, or, or just a quick statement is Chaz is the full out, all out package Chaz cares Chaz knows what he's doing Chaz has been somewhere and he, but he knows and he knows not where he's been he knows where he goes and where yeah, he yeah. is and where he is going so if I could sum up that and, and, and bring and, and just kind of say how Nick sees Chaz Chaz a leader, an entrepreneur, and a fighter for his family and for everybody else that goes off for the family he hasn't even met yet and may never even see. He's fighting that battle for them too, for them now. And so, if the legacy, when the legacy is written and the script is engraved, Chaz fought for us. Done. So, so guys, Dude. just like Chaz, you know, uh, be the guy, be the leader, be be the change you want to see. Uh, in the world, like the old saying. So everybody needs a little bit of Chaz in them. So I hope you guys have a great week. Hope you enjoy this great episode, uh, the Charles Hewitt episode. Got to know Charles a little bit more about him, his life, what he, what, uh, his life, what he's gone through, and uh, some of the obstacles he's managed to overcome and to get where he's at. So, guys, I appreciate you guys listening, and I hope you all have an incredible rest of your week. Let's go rock and roll, guys. Hell yeah. Dominate the week. Let's go. I'm going to go put a, I'm going to sprinkle a little chazzle dazzle on my milkshake right now. <laughs> you better believe that. Hell yeah. Trying to get, I call, they call that a study side up with the chazzle dazzle <laughs> on the tide. Oh, man. Thank you, guys. All right. We'll see you all next week. Let's have a good one. Let's kick ass.